Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Thursday, February 8th. On today's show, we'll be discussing Westchester's top five commercial sales of 2023, as well as Janet Yellen's comments on the manageability of U.S. commercial property concerns. Plus, we'll explore how the contagion in U.S. commercial real estate is now moving to Europe. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at Westchester's commercial real estate market, which experienced a slowdown in 2023, with high interest rates making financing difficult. The sales volume of commercial buildings dropped 41% to $1.5 billion, and the overall number of transactions were down 20% compared to 2022. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So, Michael, what's behind this slowdown? David, according to David Rossiti, vice president at RM Friedland, high interest rates were a major factor in the slowdown. Despite this, Westchester's top five commercial sales, which included multifamily, retail, office, and industrial properties, were in White Plains, Mamerneck, Yonkers, Harrison, and Rye. These deals relied heavily on leverage with multiple landlords and investors, and most were trophy assets with quality space and stable long-term income from tenants. Can you tell us more about these trophy assets? Certainly. The single most expensive sale in 2023 was The Source, a 262,000-square-foot retail shopping and office complex in White Plains that sold for $112 million. This was followed by Avalon Mamaroneck, a 343,502-square-foot multifamily property that sold for $103.7 million. Other notable sales included extra space storage in Yonkers, a 190,000-square-foot self-storage facility that sold for $60.3 million, a 294,821-square-foot office building in Harrison that sold for $53 million, and the Highlands at Rye, a 104,771-square-foot property with 115 apartment units that sold for $50.2 million. What's the outlook for the office market in Westchester? John Barrett, Managing Director of Investment Sales Division at RM Friedland, predicts that office space will continue to decline in the next few years, and properties could even be repurposed or torn down. However, self-storage and assisted living facilities are becoming increasingly desirable properties for developers. That's certainly a shift. How are these changes impacting the value of these properties? Well, if we take the source as an example, it was purchased for $153 million in 2005 and sold for $112 million in 2023, indicating a 27% decrease in value. However, it's important to note that the property was reported to be 99% occupied at the time of the sale, indicating stable and long-term income from tenants. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Speaking of real estate, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has voiced her concerns about the commercial real estate sector amidst rising interest rates. However, she believes the overall situation should be manageable. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So Celeste, what are the main issues Yellen highlighted? David, Yellen pointed out that the commercial real estate sector is grappling with two major challenges right now. First, interest rates are at an elevated level. 
Second, property owners are dealing with changes in work patterns due to the COVID-19 pandemic, with more office workers operating remotely. As commercial real estate loans come due, they will need to be refinanced in a context where vacancy rates in some cities are quite high. This, Yellen said, will put a lot of stress on property owners. And how does she propose to manage these challenges? Yellen mentioned that banking supervisors are working closely with the institutions they oversee to manage these conditions. They are looking to ensure loan loss reserves are sufficient and that liquidity is adequate. The Financial Stability Oversight Council, which brings together financial and state regulators, is also focused on the sector. What about the impact on financial institutions? Yellen acknowledged that there may be some institutions that are quite stressed by this problem. However, she believes the overall situation is manageable. The key is to work closely with borrowers facing problems and to ensure that financial institutions are adequately prepared. In her testimony, Yellen also mentioned something about stablecoins. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, Yellen stressed that Congress should pass legislation to allow for the regulation of stablecoins. These are a type of cryptocurrency designed to have a relatively fixed price, usually pegged to a real-world commodity or currency. The Financial Stability Oversight Council believes that there should be a federal regulatory floor that would apply to all states. A federal regulator should also have the ability to decide if a stablecoin issuer should be barred from issuing such an asset. That's certainly a lot to consider. Thanks for that report, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to the U.S. commercial property market's troubles, which have already impacted banks in New York and Japan, have now reached Europe, raising concerns about a broader contagion. The latest to feel the pinch is Germany's Deutsche Fandbrief Bank AG, which saw its bonds slump due to concerns about its exposure to the sector. The bank has described the current turmoil as the greatest real estate crisis since the financial crisis. Here with more on this is our correspondent, James. Indeed, David. Lenders are increasing provisions on debt extended to property owners and developers as loans begin to sour. This is due to rising interest rates, which have eroded the value of buildings globally. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has acknowledged that losses in commercial real estate are a concern, but she believes the problem is manageable. What's the situation with offices in the US? The return to work following the pandemic has been slower and less substantial in the US, leading to significant value destruction in the office sector. Analysts at Green Street suggest that a further write-down of as much as 15% may be needed this year. They believe that appraisal values remain too high and lenders basing their decisions on these appraisals could face impairments and strain. What other warning signals have we seen? The slump in German lenders' bonds is the latest in a series of warning signals. New York Community Bancorp was downgraded to junk by Moody's Investors Service after flagging real estate problems. Japan's Aozora Bank recorded its first loss in 15 years due to provisions on loans extended to U.S. commercial properties. These are serious concerns in the U.S. CRE market. How are smaller property-focused German banks handling this situation? At the moment, it's more of a profitability issue than a solvency issue for them. They have sufficient capital and are less exposed to the threat of deposit runs than pure retail banks are. However, Deutsche Bank AG recorded provisions for losses in US commercial real estate 
that were more than four times bigger than a year earlier. It warned that refinancing poses the greatest risk to the struggling sector as asset values suffer. What about other banks in Europe? Switzerland's Julius Baer Group looted, said it would write down huge loans to bankrupt property company Cigna. This has added to the broader worries about how far things could spread. Concerns over Deutsche PBB have spread to other banks with CRE exposure. Ariel Bank AG bonds have lost about 10 points in the last two days. What is the response from the regulatory bodies? Germany's central bank warned last year about the risks surrounding commercial real estate, saying there could be significant adjustments that lead to higher defaults and credit losses. Bafin, the country's banking regulator, said it's monitoring the situation, but declined to comment on specific lenders. Could this situation echo the 2008 global financial crisis? There are certainly parallels. Back in 2008, it was the Landers banks that got into trouble when their exposure to subprime mortgages in the US led to billions of euros of write-downs. If the CRE losses spread to Europe through smaller German banks, we could see a similar scenario. That's certainly a situation to keep an eye on. Thanks for that report, James. Speaking of situations to keep an eye on, the commercial real estate sector is grappling with a triple threat. The rise of remote work, a drop in property values, and increasing interest rates. In the last quarter of 2023, the national office vacancy rate hit a record 19.6%, the highest since 1979. This situation poses a challenge not only for banks that hold much of the commercial real estate debt, but also for individuals whose local governments depend on property tax revenue and whose retirement portfolios include real estate holdings. Abby from Simply CRE is here to delve deeper into this. Can you explain the potential ripple effects of this situation, Abby? Certainly, David. If banks face difficulties, as several did in 2023, it could create a ripple effect. This uncertainty could impact the stock market, the real estate market, and eventually show up in individuals' 401k plans. This is why it's crucial to pay attention to the commercial real estate sector, even if you don't work in an office building. How might this impact local governments and public services? Local governments rely heavily on property taxes to fund public services, like schools and roads. A weak commercial real estate sector could significantly reduce these revenues. For instance, San Francisco officials estimate a potential tax revenue cut of up to $200 million in 2028 due to the struggling office sector. In New York City, offices account for 20% of the city's property tax revenue and 10% of total revenue. Other cities like Boston, Dallas, and Atlanta also heavily rely on commercial property taxes. What about the impact on retirement funds? Over the last two decades, state and local government pension plans have increasingly invested in alternative investments, including real estate. Now, pension funds have more money in alternative investments than at any point in history including $460 billion invested in real estate. Therefore, any turmoil in the commercial real estate market could present a risk to these pension funds. And what about the potential impact on banks and the stock market? Banks are the largest lenders of commercial real estate mortgages and hold around $3 trillion of that debt on their balance sheets. Now, they're facing a maturity wall with almost $1.5 trillion of U.S. commercial real estate debt due for repayment before the end of 2025. 
This is particularly concerning for small regional banks, which hold significantly more exposure than their larger peers when it comes to commercial real estate. Last year, the collapse of several banks sent shockwaves through the financial industry, and more closures could be on the horizon. That's quite concerning. What does this mean for the average American? While bank closures don't mean Americans will lose their savings, a further tightening of the belt at regional banks could make it harder to get loans and lead to more financial uncertainty for small businesses. In essence, the struggles of the commercial real estate sector could have far-reaching effects on the economy and individuals' financial stability. That was Simply CRE reporter Abby providing valuable insights on a complex issue. With that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.